Hey guys, it's Simon, and today I have the great pleasure of welcoming you to episode 21 of Learning from Humanity with Simon Funk, the old and the bold. In this episode, I had the great pleasure of speaking with Trudy. Trudy describes herself as an incredibly happy and adventurous person. Those are attributes that I, like many of you, want to cultivate within myself. Fortunately, Trudy shares some of the practices, value structures, and elements of life that enable her to maintain this positive state in this episode. Key among those are healthy relationships with friends and family. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, Trudy. What do you think living well looks like, Trudy? What do I think living well looks like? Well, I think living well... I think living well is a combination of relationships. Uh, for me, I think um, if you have healthy relationships, whether it's a relationship with your with yourself, with your spouse, with your children, with your God, I think, and those are all in sync. I think that gives you a good, rounded, living well experience. Okay, okay. How do you think about those relationships? How do you think about them interacting and each of them on their own? Well, I think for I think for my relationship with God, for me, um, because I'm a spiritual person, and that that helps me to to um, live a fulfilled life. So I follow what what my belief is Mm -hmm. and I live that and I live it with my spouse I live it with my children I live it with my grandchildren so that that if if everything is working together um then that makes me very happy and and I'm basically a very happy person in my life very cool Mm -hmm. so it sort of all starts with the relationship with your god Yes. And then from there, it radiates out into all of the other ones. And because it comes back to that central focal point, all the other ones can be in according with in accordance with each other. Yes, I, I would say that for sure. Because you, you draw from each one. I mean, I draw from, from God helps me with my, with my spouse. Mm-hmm. With, it helps me the way I raise my children. It helps mm-hmm. with my relationship with my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It helps me in my relationship with my friends. And it's being honest, it's being trustworthy, it's being loyal, and those are all the things that I've learned from my faith. Mm-hmm. Okay, how does your faith impact your relationship with yourself? With myself, with my faith, um, I would say I'm, I'm really honest to myself, and that's really important to me. Uh, sometimes I don't always like it, but I'm definitely honest because I have someone that I need to answer to and if I can't answer to them honestly I've got a big Mm -hmm. problem okay Hmm. what are some ways that you practice being honest to yourself or the ways that you can help make sure that you don't trick yourself and that kind of thing that's a good question Simon and I I remember from a a young young age um, I remember my mom saying to me, Trudy, she said, 
the day that you cannot look yourself in the mirror and be happy, you have a major problem. Okay. So that helps me. I need to be able to go get up in the morning, look in that mirror and say, I love you and be very honest about it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't, then there's work that needs to happen. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And that leads me back to God. And what have I, what do I need to correct? Show me what it is that's creating um, this relationship to break down. Okay. And I work on that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really cool. So I've told this story a few times on the podcast, but I'll tell it to you because I think you'll find it's interesting. Okay. So I was, I was sitting with my mentor and we were talking through relationships and I was saying, I can't figure out why, but I'm feeling a distance between me and other people, even when I'm speaking with them or when I'm, even when I'm talking with like my best friend. And I was like, what's going on? I don't know why. And then through the conversation and through thinking about another one that I'd had also on the podcast with a guy who called himself, who is a vulnerability coach, I realized, oh shoot, I'm not, I'm not sharing my life with people. I'm not letting them know where I'm at. I'm not letting people into my life right? because I'm the kind of person who's good with questions, right? but I'm not so good with answers and I'm even worse with calling somebody up and saying, Hey, just so you know, I had this great thing happen in my life. I'm so excited about this. And I just thought I'd let you know because you care. So I don't do that very much. Uh, and for me that the distance occurred because I wasn't being vulnerable and I wasn't letting even my best friend into my own life. So that's an instance where I noticed something quite similar. I right. Thought you liked the story. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. And that's, and, and you notice that. And I guess for me, when my mom told me that, that's a physical, tangible thing you can actually touch. I can touch that mirror mm -hmm. and go, I, 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 don't, I don't like that. I don't, I, I know something is not right. And I mm -hmm. think if you have something that kind of brings you back all the time, and that mm -hmm. for me brings me back, I need to okay. be able to be happy with what I'm looking at in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. The mirror is a check-in. And the good thing is like, you can't get yes. away from walking up to the mirror in the morning. I'm brushing your teeth or doing whatever you do in the washroom. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're combing your hair and you're like, I'm not looking at the mirror today. I'm not yeah. looking at the mirror today. Just turn yeah. around, but then you know there's a problem. Absolutely, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What's something else that you learned from your parents that set you up to live well? Oh, um, well, number one, I had great parents, Simon. I had great parents. And... Um, and I was probably a wee bit closer to my dad than my mom, I, just for different reasons, I think. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure why. I was more, um, my dad is adventurous, and, I, and I'm adventurous. And, um, and one thing that always sticks in my memory about my parents is my dad was most insistent that Sundays were family days, mm. absolutely family days. We would get up and usually go to church in the morning, either mm -hmm. all of us or, or my mom and the kids, we, we, we make that our priority. And then when we came home, usually my mom would be making dinner. She always did a roast beef dinner on Sundays. And my dad always took us out. We, we did not grow up wealthy, so we did not have a car. So he would bundle us up. There was, I have three siblings, so there was four mm -hmm. of us. And we would either go for a walk. We would go uh, on the toboggan and he would pull us. We would play Monopoly at home. 
Sundays, we were not allowed to have friends over mm. or phone calls. Sunday was family day. And that has stuck in my head ever since. And I love that about my parents. Love that about my parents. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Did you continue the Sunday's family day with your own family? I did, Simon. I, I did. And, um, and I'm happy. And we, we always had a dining room and we always had my mom's good china. And we always sat down at a table and we always ate our dinner. And so I always did that with my kids, not always in the uh, dining room, sometimes with the kitchen table, but we always sat down and we always ate together. And then we always watched on Sunday nights, um, Ed Sullivan and Bonanza as a family. (laughs) (laughs) So all of us sat together, all of us watched the TV Uh and, uh, family time has, uh, I think was instilled by my parents way back when how important it was to have your family. Yeah. And my family today is still number one for me. Absolutely, without a, without a doubt. So, and I see that in my, in my children, in their spouse and in their, and in their children. It's, it's an important, it's not always sunny because, you know, there's, I don't know, hockey ball, whatever's happening. Yeah. But there's always at least some time when you can sit down and, and uh, and have a dinner. And my, my parents always said to us when we sat around the dinner table, especially on Sunday, what happened this week? What were you doing this week? So there was always conversation going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love that. I remember that so clearly and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a little saying that I heard a while ago and it's that you can't, uh, quantity time is the prerequisite for quality yes. time. So I've been trying to practice that with my family and keeping in touch with friends and all that kind of thing. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's just lovely. Okay, let's hop on to an experience. Imagine you get to share a single experience with every single person on the whole planet. They get it as a gift. It can be any experience. It can last two years, it can last two minutes. What experience do you want to give everybody? Well, I'll share with you my, my favorite experience, my happiest place, my, my, my comfort level. And it's where I go when I want that, that peace. And I wish, I wish everybody could experience it. And for me, I'm a water person. And for me to go to the ocean and to sit on a log and watch the waves come in and just be free. I love that. That's a very, very happy place for me. And the feeling is is just overwhelming. And I, I, I wish that peacefulness for everybody. I, I wish everybody for even a minute could experience that minute, a week, a month, a year. I wish everybody could feel that. It's just an overwhelming feeling for me. Love it. Hmm. That's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we get too far on in the conversation, would you be willing to give people a general picture of who you are, a couple stories that let them in on who Trudy is? Sure. So that's a that's a that's a hard question, um, Simon. I guess um, I'm I'm a very um, I'm a very happy person. I'm very comfortable in my life. I'm very positive in my life. And, and, uh, 
And for me, it kind of comes naturally. When I'm when I'm not feeling that way, I have ways to to correct it, which which mm-hmm. I know and and I and I practice. I'm adventurous, so I I, I took um I took a trip at one point, and um, because I'm a water person and mm-hmm. because I enjoy sailing, and I was asked if I would like to sail in Greece, and I said, well, yeah. Like, who are we going with? Well, we don't know. We don't have anybody yet. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So this was a friend of mine, and uh, a male friend of mine, and a very platonic relationship. And um, and so he said, well, let's just find a couple people that, that would like to sail. <laughs> and so I said, sure. So we put an ad out. We found two more people. <laughs> and... And the four of us went to Greece sailing for two weeks. And I had never been abroad. I had never really worried about what would happen. I mean, I can sail. So I thought, well, we were all sailors. So what could go wrong? And um, and absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people would not take that opportunity or that chance or anything. But I'm just <laughs> like... So that, that's a lot like I am. I enjoy that. Um, another trip I went on, I got a couple of girls and I said, do you want to drive around Italy? Hmm. And they said, uh, you want to go? And I said, sure. So the four of us booked tickets. <laughs> we got to Florence, to Venice, and I uh, rented a car and drove all through Italy. And we did three weeks of that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so that's that's very much that's very much how I am. I'm very adventurous. I'm very um, I, I'm surrounded by a great many friends. I love my friends. Um, I have a great family. I've got great kids. I have wonderful siblings. Had a great great parents. I just I'm a really happy person in my in my present and in my life and have always been that way. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. What's the smallest, easiest thing that you've done over the years that has made your life noticeably better? This could be something that you only did once. It could be something that you've done consistently. The smallest and easiest thing that I have done this made your life noticeably better. Hmm. What would I say the smallest and easiest thing that I have done? Well, I don't know that it's the smallest thing that I have done, but I think I think I've been very fortunate in. Um, and having children, actually. Hmm. Um, I can't say that it's the easiest, but it wasn't difficult for me. Um, it, it's not that it's a small, small thing, but it's probably the most memorable, remarkable thing that I've done, hmm. actually. Something that's really interesting is that this is the second time that answer has come up. Is it? Yeah, and I never expected it. I never would have thought that anybody would give that as their answer, but it's come up. Really? So it's cool. That's interesting, Simon. Yeah. 
Yes, I, I really, I've done lots of, I've done lots of things in my life, but to pinpoint one, I mean, my, my greatest reward in life is are my children, by a long shot. Mm -hmm. I, I, yes, for sure. I mean, and, and I bring that right back to my, my circle and my faith with, mm -hmm. with God. I mean, he allowed that to happen for me and walked me through raising them. I had no trouble raising my children. I, they're good kids. They, yeah, they're loving. I love them. They love me. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Imagine you get the opportunity to design a class that everyone has to take in high school. Grade 12 happens every day for an hour and a half, one semester. What would the class be? Oh, without a doubt, communication. Okay. Without a doubt. What would that look like? Well, you know what, Simon? I think that, I think that we have never learned. We learned a little more when I was younger, but we have not learned how to properly talk to people, and more importantly, listen to people. And I think that's lacking. It was lacking when I was younger, but as I get older, I really notice the lack of communication in today's society, and the lack of people listening. I don't know why we're in such a hurry to go, I don't know where we're going, but <laughs> my goodness, everybody's rushing around going seems nowhere to me <laughs> and not taking the time to to sit and listen. And so I would love for all the kids to, all the people, anybody in school to have a good course on communication and listening. What would you say is are the critical components of a good listener and a good communicator? I think the first com component for a good listener and a communicator is eye contact. I think you need to be able to speak to that person and listen to that person and look at that person because lots of expressions are on the face and, and when you're on your phone, for example, or your email, mm -hmm. there's no there's no emotion attached to that conversation. Mm. And I think a lot of conversation is lost or misconstrued if it's just strictly email or, or texting or mm -hmm. that type of uh, communication. Yeah. So I think personal sit down, like what we're doing, talking, listening, yes. needs to be taught to people again and, uh, and get back to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really interesting. Just coming into class and then sitting down and your whole class being just sitting there and talking to people. Yes. Just getting to know your classmates. Yes. I think it'd be so much fun and we'd bring the whole grade together, right? Yes. Yeah. Huh. It was interesting. I, I listened to a, a story on, um, on uh, I think it was on TV. This was a couple of years ago and it was based in Chilliwack. And it, they, they'd taken about six children out mm -hmm. of a classroom and said for one week, you need to not use your phone. Huh. And and it was uh, and, and they interviewed the kids after the week and they said, How was it? And they said, Well, like I didn't know what to say to them. I talked to this person by phone all the time or texting, and then when I had to sit down and have a conversation, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't use an emoji. <laughs> it, it, it was, and I thought, isn't that interesting? And so, 
they had said to them after the whole thing was over, how did you feel? And they said, I have known that person for years, but I really knew them in that last week. Hmm. And, and that's where, that's for me, where the communication part comes in, where if you can't communicate to somebody, and you can't look at somebody, and you can't listen, like really listen to what they're saying, mm -hmm. where are we going in this world? <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to know somebody before you can have a relationship with them, so... Exactly. That's... Yeah, exactly. So that would be, yeah, communication would be number one for me. Okay. Cool. What do you think is the most important thing that you learned as a young person that most young people don't learn today? <laughs> Actually, Simon, I would have to say respect. Okay. And I, I say that, and I'm sad to say that, hmm. actually. But I think the lack of respect has just gone away in, in all areas. And it can be whether it's in a family relationship, mm -hmm. whether it's, it's going to a store to buy something and you're ignored as a customer coming in the store because somebody's busy talking to somebody, or it's at an airline waiting to, to get a ticket and they're too busy doing something else so they don't have the, the time or, or I'll get you later or, or that type of thing. Yes. I think respect respect really needs to come back. I think that's I think that's gone. And and maybe it's part of the lack of communication. Maybe that's mm -hmm. where it comes in and, and respect is just a big part of that. Yeah. yeah. So when you say respect, what exactly do you mean? Because there is there's respect for authority, and that means, oh, following the rules and obeying them. But what does respect look like in interpersonal relationships as you're describing it? I, I think respect for, and, and I'll tell you, when, when, when a person of my age is, is speaking to a younger person, and they can't take, excuse me, they can't take their eyes off their phone because they're busy texting, that that to me is very disrespectful. It is. It, that's very simply straightforward. They aren't paying attention to you. Not at all. And I don't know why that's become an issue, but it's become an issue. Or I've been on the on the telephone when someone has said to me, "Oh, hang on," and and I can hear them talking to somebody else, and they'll come back and and say, "Oh, sorry, I just had to answer their question," and I'm like. But but you're talking to me. Like can't yes. can't you ignore that person on who's ever come up to you or is interrupting you? And, and so, exactly like like can't you do that? So that type of that respect I see is 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 failing us, and and it's failing us in in my age as well as in young people's age. When I grew up, my parents' friends were Mister and Mrs. Joe Smith to me. They weren't mm -hmm. Sally and Bruce. Hmm. Yeah. They were Mr. and Mrs. My my aunt, who I had, I called her my aunt till the day she passed away. I wouldn't have called her Mary. <laughs> yeah, that feels so unusual. So unusual. Mm -hmm. I've got friends today who still call me by my uh, married name young children that have been, not young children, but young people that have always known me as a Mrs. So-and-so, they still refer to me, even though they're 50, they still yeah. refer to me as Mrs. So-and-so. Mm -hmm. So I realize that everything's changing, mm -hmm. but that that respect, I think, 
if it came back would would be would be great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happens today in schools. I don't yeah. know if the kids still refer to their teacher as Mr. Brown or do they refer to him as Joe? Um, when I was there, I always referred to my teachers as Mr. and Mrs. Yes. And I like I have a teacher that I still keep in contact with, and I cannot I cannot imagine her as anyone but Mrs. Mrs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's and that means a lot to to people to our age people. Mm-hmm. Like we we like that. If I said to you. Oh, it's okay. Just call me Susie. Mm-hmm. That's totally different. Yes. But if you've not been given that permission to do that, then mm-hmm. I would still like to be Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That to be referred to yes. using the uh, what's it's sort of a term of honor almost. Unexpected. It is. Yes, absolutely, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's acknowledging that you have something to learn, which I think my generation has to do a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got kids that are, my, my friend's child, he's five years old, and, and he calls me by my first name, and I'm just like, yeah, it's still, <laughs> so it's nice, I, I hear my children refer to some of my friends still as Mr. and Mrs., mm-hmm. and it's, um, and it's nice, yeah, it's nice. Cool. So that, that's the, re- that part of the respect was there when I was growing up, which isn't there today, mm-hmm. which I noticed today for sure. Okay. Yeah. And... What do you, what value does the respect bring? What is, what's the reason, why is it important? I guess it's, I, I guess it's just the way that, that I was brought up, that, mm-hmm. it, that it was, um, and, and maybe it was just in, 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 ingrained in me that mm-hmm. you refer to this person as Mr. and Mrs. and, mm-hmm. and the parents call them Bob and Sally type of thing. Yeah. But, um, it was just, I guess, like you say, it, it's a, it's just respectful. It's just okay. kind of honor, just respectful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just, and it just it feels nice. It it sounds nice. I mm-hmm. I like, even even today, I like when I'm introduced to somebody and if it's the first full name and, you know, I like him to meet Bob Smith. I'll I'll always say to him, well, "Nice to meet you, Mr. Smith." It's just respectful. To me, it's respectful. I was taught that that's respectful. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. What do you believe is worth betting on? Putting, uh, investing time, money, energy into? Your family. Okay. Your family. I assume I should have expected that one by now. <laughs> it was the same when I was talking with my grandma. Was it? Yeah, very, very, family was the central focus. Oh, uh, Pretty okay. much the entire conversation. Oh, okay. Everything came back to it. Oh, interesting, Everything interesting. Yeah. Our greatest pride and our greatest joy um, is our family. And, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of my kids. I love talking about them all the time. I love being with them all the time. I'm sure they get tired of it, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm always, uh, I'm always asking that. And, and often when I like, look at you, I say, how's your family? How's your mom? How's everybody? Like I'm, I'm interested in that. I always want to know everything's doing and everybody's close and everything's good. And yeah, it's just, it's just how we were and it's the same with my my sisters. And when I say just my family, I also mean my sisters. Who I've got two sisters and a brother. 
who we keep in contact with and and my friends i mean my closest friend is my girlfriend since grade four and she lives here in surrey and we still communicate on a weekly basis (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yes 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 yeah and i love it i i love it so close close friends and family for sure is is so worth the investment so worth the investment yeah and it's interesting simon because i i have a i had an aunt who's just recently passed away who Mm -hmm. never did get married Mm -hmm. and never did have any children Mm -hmm. and uh, and if you ask her the same thing uh she would say family even though she didn't have any but Mm -hmm. her siblings and her nieces and her nephew were huge to her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that is that's really interesting that it always comes to that yeah for me it always comes it always comes back to that i I think yeah okay do you have anything else that you would like to say before we i ask the final question what else would i like to say to you about about living well I, i think i think just just always like always be living in in the present in the moment i think that's Mm -hmm. really important for people to always Mm -hmm. think of that don't don't ever harbor um um don't 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 ever if something if something goes wrong always correct Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. and i think that goes back to if if something is wrong or something i'm not happy with i know that i need to look in the mirror in the morning so I need to correct that. <laughs> like, don't yeah. harbor that because it will just it will just eat away at you forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. Like, always resolve those. Always resolve those things. Yeah. I I think that's I think that's really important for people to to know that. I think I believe love one another. I mean, I, I love that, and mm-hmm. I think we need to do more of that. Mm-hmm. I think if we could get to that point, we wouldn't have so much problems in the world that we have today i mean gosh it's, it's an easy thing to do um i'm not a monetary person i never have been um my parents never were like that and so they instilled that in us that that is the least of your things <laughs> to be important in your life is monetary things that you own or need to have or mm-hmm. or know i i am very careful that i um I don't surround myself with a lot of negativity. Mm. It's not that I, um, I've had friends that are uh, not friends. I've had I've known acquaintances that are negative, mm. and and I'm not rude. I will say hi to them, but I don't want to befriend them. I don't mm. want negative people in my in my circle. I'm very yeah. aware of that. I don't I don't bring. Um, I have kind of a scenario, which is probably funny for you, but I'll share it with you. Okay. I have um, I have thoughts all the time, like most people do, and yeah. um, and I see myself as and my thoughts as a marina. Okay. And I'm at the marina, and there's the ocean is full of all these boats, and all these mm-hmm. boats are my thoughts. Yeah. And as they come towards me, if there's a negative thought coming towards me, a negative boat. I can physically put my hand up and say, this marina is full. You need to turn around and go back. Mm-hmm. And that's how I get any negativity that's coming towards me. 
-hmm. I stop it. Sorry, there's no slips left here. You need to go back. You need to turn around, find yourself another marina because you can't dock at this marina. So I I try really hard to keep myself positive, and I think that's how Mm -hmm. I do it. I also... I also can resolve that, as I said earlier, um, I love to meditate, love to meditate. And um, I find it very healing, very helpful, okay. very rewarding. And um, and that's something else I wish other people would take more seriously. And, and quite honestly, I probably meditate in a week five times. Okay. And it doesn't have to be a long time. But it just lets your whole body cleanse, bring you right to the present where you are, okay. calm you down. I, I love meditating. I, I, I think it's a worthwhile um, exercise for everybody to try. Okay, so when you say meditate, what exactly do you mean? Because there's a lot of different forms. Mm-hmm. So when, when I meditate, I, I get myself into a position where I am very still, mm-hmm. very quiet. I practice breathing and I listen Mm -hmm. to my breath. I listen to it come in. I listen to it go out. I watch my thoughts come in and I watch my thoughts go much like a wave in an ocean Mm -hmm. because it's going to come and it's going to go. It's going to come in again and it's going to go. So you don't hang Mm -hmm. on to it. You just let your body cleanse all of those. And it may be, I may sit like that for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. And I feel, sometimes I fall asleep. I'm so relaxed from listening to my breath come in and go out. And I breathe in through my nose. And I push out through my lips in a first fashion. And a good good 10 to 15 minutes of that. And for me, it's lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's very calming. Anything that was bothering me, if there was anything... It's good if I can't sleep at night. Sometimes I'll meditate for 10 minutes just to get my breath back in the right rhythm where it's supposed to be, and, mm-hmm. and off I go. But yeah, okay. I like meditating. That's... Mm. You reminded me of a question that I forgot to ask. Okay. So what are your thoughts on money, work, and business, aside from the fact that money is the least of your priorities? Money is the least of my priorities. My work, I I loved my work. I, I loved my work. I... Um, I'm a bit of a, uh, well, I am, I'm not a bit. I, I am more a leader than a follower. And I was lucky enough to have a job where I was a leader. And I, and I did it well. I enjoyed it. I worked hard. I, I think you need to go to work liking what you do. I need, you need to produce. You need to help the company that you're working for to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be honest and trustworthy. So work to me, I, I loved my work. I, I really enjoyed my work. Business? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do I think about business? Well, it depends on the business, um, Simon. I, I think, um, yeah. <laughs> business, what can I say about business? Obviously, I'm not as enthusiastic as I am about work. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> Um, I mean, business has to be business. It has to be out there. It's it's just, yeah. It's it's that's a hard question because there's there's some businesses that I, I think are, are great and necessary in the world, 
and we need them and we support them. There's other businesses that I think, mm, I don't know if that was such a good, uh, mm-hmm. a good way to go. Um, but but it, they're all necessary. We, we need yeah. to have them, so we need them to survive. And, um, and we do. And I mean, yeah. I worked for a company that was a business and I loved it, enjoyed yeah. it, worked hard for them. They were trying to get somewhere and I realized that and, and I was a big part of it. And so for me, it was great. Mm-hmm. That part of it was great. Yeah. Cool. So when you say find a job that you love, a job that you like, what are the key things that contribute to that? Is it what you're doing? Is it who you're doing it with? Anything else? Well, because I, I like a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, and I've always liked to challenge no matter what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so I, to me, to have a, a great job is to be challenged in your job. Okay. Like I... If I was doing the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out, I'd probably be very bored. I'm, I'm not, I need adventure in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like to be challenged. I, I travel in my job and I love traveling. I, I, um, I had to go and purchase things. And, and so I like the, the search to go and find them and, and the um, challenge to, to get a good price for them. Like mm-hmm. that all motivates me. Yeah. So I think you need to be, you need to go to work being happy when you're not happy in your job, you're not helping your boss, your company, your, mm-hmm. your, other, your workmates. Yeah. So what's the point? Um, so find a job that you enjoy doing that mm-hmm. challenges you if you need that challenge. Yeah. Some people are quite happy going every day and sitting in an office and doing the same thing. And if that mm-hmm. makes them happy, that's great. Yeah. You know, that's great. So find something that you enjoy doing, I think is, is super important. And if you don't, there's lots of jobs out there. Go for another one. Go try something else in your life. Cool. Okay. I think they say we change careers three times, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Major careers three times, something like that. So, and I can't say that I, I changed twice, um, only because I moved. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed what I was doing for sure. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Then it's time for the last one. Okay. Imagine that? that I forget everything from this conversation and that you've ever told or taught me. But I remember what did you say during these next few minutes. What's the most important thing you have to say to Simon right now? Love your family. Okay. Love your family. Support your family. Hold them. Cuddle them. Tell them. I love you. That is, that is it. Okay. I will tell you that my son, who is 50 years old, still kisses me on the forehead after dinner and says, thanks for dinner, mom. My children always say, I love you when they're on the phone. Always. Mm-hmm. Every single day. And sometimes I think, do you even know what that means after a while? <laughs> but it's always, my grandkids, everybody, love you, grandma, love you, grandma, love you, grandma, love you, mom, love you, mom. Always. I think those are super important words and mm-hmm. and your family is, is there's nothing like I was trying to explain to somebody the other day about relationships. They were asking me about relationships and I said, you know, it's not just, re- there's a relationship with God, there's a relationship with your spouse, there's a relationship with your children, right? Mm-hmm. But when the mom holds that baby for the first time against mm-hmm. her chest, there is nothing in the world like that, Simon. <laughs> when your mom picked you up for the first time and that bond and that relationship, oh, is just 
I can hardly describe it. It's just so rewarding, so mm -hmm. rewarding. And, and for a dad as well, pick that baby up for the first time and hold it. Oh, mm -hmm. just a, a fabulous feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So love your family, whether it's, it's uh, um, uh, an adopted baby, a natural baby, uh, just be around, surround them, love them, support them. That, that would be, that's what I hope that you get from my conversation. That family is number one in my world, and I hope that for everybody's world. Yeah. Thank you for speaking with me. You're welcome, Simon. It was my pleasure. <laughs> awesome. My pleasure. That's the goal. Loved it. <laughs> we got to make sure you have fun. Hello, everyone. It's Simon. I know you thought you were done with me, but I've still got a few things to say. The first is thank you. I really appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to my conversations, and I hope that they're adding value to your lives. The second is that if you're enjoying the podcast and want to support me in what I'm doing, you can do that in a few ways. The first is by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The second is by subscribing to my email newsletter. This can be found by going to my website, learningfromhumanity.com, scrolling down to the section titled Interviews, and filling out the form titled Want to Hear About New Content? The third way you can help me out is by following me on Instagram at learningfromhumanity. The mailing list and Instagram are similar in that those are the places where you will hear about cool new content. News of anything new will be shared via those channels. The final and most important way you can help me out is by suggesting a guest. The guests that I'm looking for are the old and the bold. The old are those who are 65 plus and can look back at their life and say, I have something to teach others about living well based on what I've learned over my years. The other category, the bold, consists of people like me, like you, maybe a few years younger, maybe up to the age of 35, who are actively trying to live the best life they can and have something to show for it. I'm not picky about who I interview, as long as they fit into those categories. It could be you, it could be your grandma, it could be your best friend who does uh, roller skating professionally, or makes really, really cool YouTube videos. I don't know who I'm going to interview, and I'm excited to find out. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for putting up with me gabbering on for so long. And I hope you have a great day.